welcome to another super sexy episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. I'm your gigolo, Anthony. And I'm your bodacious body, Jason. And today we're going to talk about such sexuals and soothing topics such as Slayer, Heavy Metal, Atomic Blonde, and other bullshit that doesn't actually feature any sort of pornographic material in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, this is a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, so bring your fucking kids and your stupid fucking grandma. And hide your daughters. And hide your daughters because everybody's getting fucked up in this bitch. So what should we talk about first? Well, uh, I guess we'll jump into it real quick since you haven't seen the movie. Um, I saw Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. With Charlize Theron. I actually really like her as an actress, though. I mean, a lot of the movies she's done... I think I've been good. Um, I didn't really like Eon Flux that much. Was she in that movie? Was that her? I think it was. Yeah, not, no, I think or was so it too. Mila Jovovich? No, that's Ultraviolet. Yeah, no, Ultraviolet was uh, Mila Jovovich. Um, yeah, I saw Eon Flux a long time ago. I don't really remember much. Uh, I remember this one character being like a hundred years old. Did and- you ever uh, watch the the cartoon? No. It started out as like a small um, short cartoon on MTV on a show called Liquid Television. And then it like kind of boosted up to an actual uh, half-hour TV show, and then it turned into the live-action film, which sucked. Yeah, I, I like I said, I was too young to remember much of it. I just remember uh, a woman who had hands for feet. I just got to keep on remembering like there's shit that I know that you don't know because of our age difference. Yeah, Jason is actually a vampire of 115 years of age. Yeah, if anybody has a coffin I can sleep in because my one just kind of broke last night. Yeah, so. yeah. calling all mortuaries. If you have any extra coffins you'd like to sell for discount cheap. Uh, uh, not wood. I want it just suede, a suede coffin. A suede coffin. You know, I have a coffin guitar case you can sleep in. You, is your right uh, there, guitar yeah. case? Yeah. Uh, actually. It's kind of tiny, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to lose like, you know, 170 pounds. And, and cut I can your fit legs off and throw your body in it. Um, no, back to Atomic Blonde. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So no, uh, I saw it, um, and I did not like it. <laughs> and for the reasons, well, actually, you're a hater on a lot of. I shit, hate so. movies. Well, okay, so I, I here's why I didn't like it. The well, okay, you know what? I'll yeah. tell you what I did like about it first. What I liked about Go it ahead. was that uh, <laughs> uh, what did I like about it? Don't I don't think liked, too hard now. Okay. I I liked the action in it. The action was executed very well. The third act has an amazing one-shot action sequence that's like 10 minutes long, and it's pretty fucking badass. Um, you actually... The stakes are high because uh, this is the first time we actually see Charlize Theron get beat up because most of the time through the movie, she's just kind of kicking ass. I have one question. Is it her like actually doing all the yeah, stunts? Yeah, she's doing the stunts. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're not too crazy. She's not like doing fucking flips and shit. Like, but that's actually widow. her in the fights and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are okay. her. That's all choreographed. Um, and uh, no, yeah, all the action in it is good. Um, and like I said, that third act action sequence is great. But um, that's pretty much the only thing I liked about it. The... <laughs> just the fighting well okay so in the trailer in the trailer there's a scene of her she's like you can tell she's all beat up she just got out of a fight or sort of she's like it's post essentially the first scene is the end of the movie and it's her at like a like an interview or something at a hearing and she's talking to like one of her mi6 agents 
and a CIA head executive, whatever. And it's just pretty much like, all right, Lorraine, her character's name is Lorraine, tell us what happened. And throughout the movie, they keep intercutting back to that uh, scene. The interview? Yeah. And it really fucks up the pacing. And it kind of feels like it stops the movie dead in its tracks over and over and over again. And what sucks about that is that since you know she's going to live, uh, it kind of like lowers the stakes of the whole movie. You're kind of like, oh, okay, well, no matter how beat up she gets, even in that third act scene, you know she's going to be okay. And it's kind of like, all right, well, I I wouldn't have edited the movie this way, but all right. It should have just started with her just saying, tell us what happened, or with them telling her, tell us what happened, and then it just cuts to the beginning of the film. Um, she's a lesbian for some reason, or something, or she's bisexual. They don't really do anything with that. Yeah, I think like the chick that she's sleeping with in the film, see, I haven't seen it, but it's uh, if any of you have seen uh, Tom Cruise's horrible rendition of The Mummy. Um, and Sophia Botella. Yeah, who played The Mummy. Yes. Yeah, so she's in it as a love interest. She's in right? a lot of stuff now. She was she was in Star Trek Beyond. She was that weird white uh, alien chick. She was in uh, Kingsman. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is in the Kingman. last Star Trek movie that came out. I was oh, trying to figure yeah. out with uh, Idris Elba, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. And um, no, she's she's cool. She's a, uh, an up-and-comer actress, and she's actually getting pretty good. She's already like been a dancer for a while, and she has a pretty long career in that. But um, I, she's relatively new to movies, I think. I think she's only been acting for like five or six years, maybe. I haven't done any research on her yet, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was good. Um, she was actually one of the only characters that felt like real. Um, Charlize Theron has no character. It's just kind of like, I'm the strong, silent type chick and um she doesn't really have a character arc Mm -hmm. or say or do anything that interesting um she her performance kind of falls flat for me um james mcavoy was bland yeah which is surprising because he's usually great in everything he does uh he's the only reason split was good yeah, because he did all those multiple personalities yeah. and that actually totally fit. Yeah, but he, like, in this, he was just like, ooh, I'm the badass rebel agent who's been living in Berlin undercover. I'm so cool. And, like, all of his lines are stupid. Doesn't he, like, totally want to sleep with her, too? Yeah, sort of. Not really. He he just, like, he says that line in the trailer and it's also in the movie where he's just like, oh, I think I want to marry you. And it's just like, haha, isn't that funny? Because he's, like, kind of a pig and... They're like totally not in love, but he said something raunchy. It's just it falls flat. <laughs> All of his like cool badass stuff falls flat. The only line that got a laugh out of me is in the trailer when he's like, "Oh, don't shoot! I got your shoe." That was funny. Yeah, because just the the way he said it and his inflection, but the rest of it's kind of. I eh. saw like some scenes in the trailers where she's beating the shit out of some guy in a taxi. I think with her high heel shoe. Yeah, that was well. It, that's the one thing I like about the action. When someone gets hit, you can actually like it, you can feel the pain. You're like, oh, that looks like it fucking hurt. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah, a lot of scenes like that. Um, but uh, no, this movie is a spy film disguised as an action movie. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that movie Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Uh, is that a Steven Spielberg film or? I don't know if he directed it. No, I've no, heard that's of it. Bridge of Spies. I've... You're thinking okay. of Bridge of Spies. No, I've heard of it. But this is the one with like Mark Strong, it. Gary Oldman, Tom Hardy. It, but it, it's literally like a slow spy movie. I bought it without knowing what it was on Black Friday like five years ago, and I regret it. I wish I never did. Why'd you buy it? Because uh, it had a long. Is that list Tom of Hardy actors. in it? Yeah, but no, because it had a long list of like A-list actors in it, and I was just like, oh, this might be good. 
and my ex one of my exes was like oh yeah this is this is really good i liked it check it out and so i'm like whatever it's five dollars on black friday i'll buy it so i bought it and i've watched it all the way through once because it's Mm -hmm. really slow and really boring um this movie kind of felt like that but with action sequences and um yeah it it wasn't really uh it wasn't really good um yeah i i don't know but yeah it it just doesn't feel uh it doesn't feel like it matched well all the slow spy stuff with the with the intense so there wasn't really much action in it to kind of keep you in the film no it's kind of boring like i kept getting lost in the movie when i was watching it and i was like saying like am i like not paying attention like why am i getting so lost watching this movie and it was just because uh they just every all the plot is explained way too fast and they kind of like throw the lines away like they're nothing it's just like a bunch of throwaway lines like oh yeah you know blah, 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 and some important plot here you know some important plot there but whatever blah, 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 blah. hey let's go to a bar and and fuck sofia batello for no reason they do nothing because they that. need something like that in the film because it yeah. gets all the fucking nerdies just all hot and bothered yeah and, and not to not to go on a feminist rant but it's like can we just have like a, a masculine female character who's not a lesbian they did the same thing with legend of Korra. she's like bisexual at the end of the whole series and i'm just like damn it you're turning it into a fucking stereotype. Wait, Legend of Korra, is that... Is the, that's the Avatar cartoon. Oh, the cartoon, yeah. I've only yeah. seen Avatar the entire way through, and I actually really liked it, but um, i never seen It's the second Korra. Avatar series. I, I liked the first, like, three seasons. Season four fell flat, and then at the end, she, like, there's, like, this weird exchange between her and uh, one of the female characters, and it's like, wait, are they, like, a thing? And then I read some forums like, oh, yeah, there was all these hints between her and that character that they were going to hook up. And I was like, I didn't get that at all. I just thought they were like friends. All right. Yeah, you really don't know. Turn her into a stereotype, whatever. Um, And it doesn't do anything for the show. Like like I said, they don't mention it at all. It's just it just happens at the end. And I'm like, what is this? And that's kind of how I felt in Atomic Blonde. It's like um, the movie opens with like someone, an agent who I think was like her lover gets killed and they don't really do anything with that there's no like revenge thing it's just you know he dies and you can tell she's upset but then that's it they don't really go anywhere with it and then she just sleeps with Sophia Batella for some reason and there's no reason for it either yeah I mean the trailers like I said I haven't seen the film again but um it just looked like it was straight action-packed um it looks like a John Wick ripoff but except yeah, you had know, because more I re- style and like uh, it was more of a parody of itself. Yeah, because you know, fun. I just over the last few months have just seen all the John Wick films. Uh, well, the only two that exist right now, and uh, I was quite surprised with them because you know Keanu Reeves actually, from what I saw, did a lot of his own stunts in it. He actually knew how to like go around corners with like a gun, and he did a lot of training. So, um, I thought that was really something like an actor should do if they're doing a big like action film you know kind of just instead of getting a stuntman learn the shit you know because it will look more real if you're actually doing the scene so if Charlie's Theron is doing these scenes like you said it looks more legit yeah and like I said the action looks really really good but like the rest of the movie doesn't really have the style doesn't feel genuine it was just like let's put everything in neon lighting and just play an 80s hits soundtrack the the entire fucking movie so that's what it was all 80s music yeah it was all like 80s music there wasn't really a score and i mean there was but it was just really bland that movie 
would have been really good if it had a good score or would have just it would have been better if it had a good score and if yeah. it was edited properly and if it had real style instead of just that artificial crap but it's not a terrible movie it's just it's bland it's boring and uh it's just kind of forgettable and it's a little too convoluted in terms of its plot and on and everything that's going on and and like the end the last act is my favorite act of the movie, but even then, like the very like the last ten minutes just like turns into crap, and then it just kind of ends, and you're like confused, like wait, what? What's going on? Yeah, I won't get into it because you haven't seen it, but yeah, I I would yeah go, just to be so basically it. like there was one like the action, everything else you kind of disliked. So in Anthony's guide, this movie sucked ass pretty much. I don't want to say it sucked ass. I feel like it wasn't terrible, but I really really didn't like it. My girlfriend liked it, and yeah. I can see why she liked it, because like I said, it's not a terrible movie. I guess if you understand the plot, which I didn't, you know what's going on, but I, I couldn't figure it out, <laughs> and I felt so stupid. I'm like, why can't I figure out what this movie's about? What the hell is going on? I don't understand. I'm scared. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, there's all these crazy lesbians fighting people. I don't get yeah, it. I don't understand. Why are they sleeping with each other? Why are they doing this? I'm scared. You know, when you're bringing up that movie, I was thinking of uh, Wanted with um, Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy was in it, too. Again, um, you've seen Wanted. It was based on a comic book. No, I have not seen Wanted. Oh, yeah. Uh, see Wanted. It looks I, good. That one's good. I mean, I would actually think that this movie would probably be better than Atomic Blonde. I mean, I don't know if they made a sequel to Wanted, but... They did, I think. Didn't they make a Wanted too? I can't remember. Uh, I mean, Morgan Freeman was in it. He's badass. Yeah, I just... My voice sounds good in My everything. good friend, Andy Dufresne. It's very luscious. <laughs> I'm Lucius Fox, and I'm very luscious, Mr. Wayne. You know, um, so basically the movie, what would you grade it? From an A to a uh, scale of one to ten, I give it like a four. Okay. Um, I really didn't like it, um, and it was mostly because I was confused and disinterested in what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you, if you, if anyone out there listening, if you're still intrigued to see it, see it. I wouldn't recommend it. Like I said, it's just boring. Uh, but yeah, it's whatever. You know, uh, speaking of films again, um. Since I didn't get to go to the movie theater and see the movie, I saw another movie that I actually didn't see in the theater that I just watched recently on my computer. Um, that was Alien Covenant. Oh, you saw it? I finally saw Alien hey, Covenant. how is it? I've and, heard like, uh, bad things from all my favorite reviewers. So you haven't seen it? I have not. I've seen like three reviews of it, and I feel like I should know what the whole movie's about by All now. All right, well, let's step back for a sec. Have you seen Prometheus? Yeah. Okay. Fuck that movie. Okay, so if you hate prometheus you'll hate this one okay actually, i've heard it's worse than prometheus to me yeah because this movie was actually a lot worse than prometheus it was like um the cast is horrible i mean you had danny mcbride which he doesn't really feel like he and fit i heard in james film. franco's in it for like a minute yeah james franco see the weird thing about this movie is that i didn't understand this they had youtube clips of scenes from the film that were not in the theater like the actual the theatrical cut yeah and i heard that those scenes were actually interesting yeah they were they they were kind of key in a lot of ways. So you actually had more James Franco in it. Um, you get to learn more about, um, you know, how, well, basically I'm not going to go beat by beat by this film, but it really kind of fell flat. I, I don't know what really Scott is thinking right now. Um, 
I mean, he's the one that directed the first Alien film, uh, which is so weird because I've only seen that film in pieces. I have not seen it in its entirety because I was always watching Aliens that James Cameron did. And um, so I was really like a big fan of Aliens because of that film. The third film was like, eh, it's okay. Um, but everything else, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2. God, those movies are fucking garbage. Um and then we had I like the first one because I was like, oh my god, it's a Xenomorph and a Predator. There, I was like fucking nine or ten when that movie. Did you came see out, uh, the second one though? Uh, yeah, it was terrible. It was like when they went to Earth. Yeah, and they're like, just fighting like yeah, in the and fucking like, neighborhoods the, the, and shit. The Pred Alien thing is yeah. like running, around. and you don't. The shitty thing about that is you never get like a full, clear glimpse of the Pred Alien. It's just. I constant. thought you saw like some of its face or something. You do, but it's never like a full image that's lit well. It's always like. Uh, if you see it running, it's like really fast, and and the cuts are really like cutting back and forth between like reactions and the alien's face, and it's and it's really just like it's like can I just get a clear image of what it looks like so I can have it in my head instead of all these like jump cuts and this really you know dark lighting and this sinister fucking shot, and I'm just like just just give me a clear image of the fucking alien. Yeah, um, I don't remember that movie. I remember the first one more because probably because I saw it more, but like I saw the second one in theaters and I was like, eh. And yeah, I never saw it again. I mean, uh, Prometheus. A lot of people hate that film. Uh, visually, it's stunning. I really like the visuals in that right. film. Um, and Charlize Theron is in the film. <laughs> we were just talking about her. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a love hate relationship with Prometheus because uh-huh. there's days where I watch it and I'm like, oh, this movie's badass. But then there's days where I watch it again and I'm like, eh, it's weird, you know. So with Covenant. Um, I miss seeing that film in the theater and I'm glad I really didn't run to the theater and see it because I heard so many bad reviews on it. It's like, I'm not a hater on films, but when the movie gets like a shitty review, um, a lot of the time I just save my money and wait for it to come out on like Blu-ray or something. But, um, so you just rented it like a red box. Yeah. I mean, Covenant is worth, uh, worse than Prometheus in my eyes. You know, I, um, the way the aliens, you actually find out the evolution and what, how the aliens like like became the aliens like what was their purpose you know and um in covenant isn't it like um david who created that's the fucking bullshit thing about the film it was the android david from prometheus that created the aliens so that's just i really wish you like that cool gay scene between him and the other other david or whatever flute yeah that flute scene now put your lips to this and blow i will do the fingering (laughs) (laughs) so you have seen clips from it you just have not seen the whole film i have yeah i of course i haven't seen the whole movie oh so you just only watched the gay clip no no i watched i watched a review i watched ralph the movie maker's review of it and i've seen a few reviews but i saw his review of it and uh he like laughs at that scene a lot and i'm like no yeah that is pretty funny (laughs) it's really really funny but um but uh no it's just i i a couple friends of mine saw it and they said it was bland and that it was whatever. Um, and then the reviews come out and the, like everyone's like, yeah, it's not really good, blah, blah, blah. And then a more in-depth review came out where he went plot by plot point, scene by scene. And I was like, yeah, this just looks like a messier Prometheus. No, it was. It was totally was. And um, it just there was a lot of things that fucked up with the alien lore in it like the alien eggs like you know because i watched aliens like i said and i love yeah. that film to this day i'll watch that film like once a week if i wanted to but <laughs> <laughs> you can find the time 
by the time yeah but the thing is is that you know obviously there's like a queen alien she lays the eggs and in this movie it's just like oh the eggs how the fuck do they become the eggs without a queen alien so um it's just god it just was horrible and i'm not shitting on like anyone that loves aliens and loves this film but this and i heard that he's gonna make like three more or something like that so well if it didn't what flop, the fuck then... is he doing you know Quentin Tarantino put it really well in this old interview I saw of him. And he said, directors are a lot like boxers. And uh, they have a good period where it's just like they're on a roll. Like every movie they make is good. Mm -hmm. And then at some point they get on the bad side of their time. And uh, yeah, I think Ridley Scott has been... He's made really good movies, though. I mean, he has, but like he hasn't made a great movie in at least ten years. Uh, the last movie that I saw of his that I think is great is Gladiator, and that was almost oh, twenty God, years ago. Amazing. Yeah, I love Gladiator. Historically, it's barely accurate at all, but it's so entertaining. Did you like? Um, God, what was that one that just came out with Matt Damon? Martian. The Martian. Did you like that one? I did. I liked it a lot. Do I think it's great? No. Do I think it's really good? Yes. Um, forgive me if that doesn't make sense. I have like a seven point tier of like awful, bad, bland, good, pretty good, and like uh, great. That is such Maybe that's a like weird six, level of liking movies, dude. I mean, yeah. either it's like I well, like him a, or I a, hate him. There's a spectrum. There's, there's. I think in terms or it's a medium of, for me. Yeah, it's it's more of like a medium of like a spectrum. <laughs> Movie opinions are a spectrum. <laughs> um, this movie was like a six point five ish. It's just it's it's like okay, so like there are some movies. Okay, think of uh, think of the movie Star Trek Into Darkness. It's, I guess it would say it's fine because it's shot really well and the acting's good but plot wise it's awful and the plot almost ruins the movie and so you know there's movies like that where it's like it's got good qualities and every now and again i might turn it on and watch it just to be like just to to look at how pretty it looks and look at you know benedict cumberbatch is very good in it but otherwise wait, wait, wait no that's i'm talking about into darkness oh into darkness yeah okay. and and then there's Star Trek 09, the, the the first reboot. And that movie's pretty fucking good. There's a huge plot hole. Like, why the fuck is, isn't Nero going to uh, Romulus to tell his planet, hey, in a hundred and something years, you're all going to get blown up. And apparently, this is why I hate J.J. Abrams, there is a deleted scene that explains that. Where he goes to the planet or he just Where he goes, why he does He tries go to go to, to Romulus and warn them and then he gets attacked by Klingons and then that's why he has the scar later in the movie which I didn't even know Nero had a scar but there's there's a scene that explains that just like in Force Awakens where I was confused like why is the First Order a thing I thought they got rid of all that and apparently there was a rogue or like a separate division of like the Empire that like the rebels were just like yeah leave them alone and then they became the First Order and it's like why didn't you have that in the movie? Yeah. Why are you taking important plot points and deleting them out of the movie? Fuck you. I don't know. I mean, we're going in so many tangents with this, but uh, I get what you're saying. The point like, I'm trying to make is that, like, you know, like some movies you can enjoy despite the fact that they're bad and they might have bad qualities, such as, like, Wonder Woman. Like, uh, Stefan hated it. I thought it was okay. And I, I liked it a lot, I enjoyed too. it. Does it have its problems? Yeah. 
Is it great? No. Is it pretty good? Probably not. Is it good? Yes, it is good. Yes. And that's it. Um, is Gladiator great? Yes. Why is it great? Because of a great script and great acting, and it's shot well, and the music's great, and everything in it, it makes sense. Everything that happens makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can't... Maybe besides a couple bad special effects here and there, because, you know, it was made in 2000, uh, I don't really have any real complaints about that movie. No, like I said, he's made really good yeah. films. I'm just saying. But, yeah, Alien getting back movies, on track with, with Ridley the Scott. The Alien's really quick. Yeah, he's just fucking it up. He's dropping the ball. I think he's just, he he's past his prime. He's no longer in his prime. And I think that he, I don't want to hate on the he's guy. He's getting Alzheimer's and he's fucking it up. Yeah, I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. No, I just think that he, you know, it, it's like, think of like a, a, a metal band. You know, think of bands we really like. It's like after a while... Their music, their content just gets bland and boring and just whatever because they've run out of the good ideas. Yeah. They've run out of all the good stuff. And so I just think he's past his prime, and I think he's just been in a very slow decline. Yeah. And I'll, I'll admit, though, I'll admit that, you know, what is it? He made, like, a couple bad movies. He made Exodus, Gods, and Kings, which I couldn't finish because it was so terrible. And then he made Prometheus, and those are both bad. Then he makes Martian, which was pretty fucking good. Uh, then he makes Alien. The Covenant. Yeah. And so it's just like... So he's like good, then bad, and good and bad. So yeah, I see. it's it's like a weird like kind of um, cycle, you yeah. know. Uh, but, but it's not like the old days where he was making fucking hit after hit after hit, you know. Like I said, he's, pa- he's past his prime. Anyways, Alien Covenant, I didn't like it. I won't see it again because, you know, it just it fucks up the lore. Uh, and speaking, we were just talking about metal. You just saw Slayer. I saw Slayer, Lamb of God. I really want to hear about this show, so tell me all about it. So I was about 15 minutes late, and uh, that's because I left. Where was it? Uh, It was at the Bill Graham Civic Center in uh, San Francisco. Okay. And I saw it on August 9th, which, as of this recording, was a few days ago. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great show. Um, I was about 15 minutes late to Behemoth's set, and they played, I think, about a half-hour set. But I've seen them before, so I wasn't too pissed. The last three songs I saw them play, uh, I think it was, oh, fuck, what was it? It was, uh, I think, Deca- Decade of Therion, of Fire in the Void, and then they ended with uh, Chant for Eschaton. Nice. I don't know if you listen to Behemoth, but all of I just heard a few of their songs, great. but I really Behemoth don't. is a fucking great band. Uh, based out of Poland, uh, I guess you could say they are somewhat a, of a, a melodic uh, black death metal band. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm really bad at describing genres. There's so many subgenres of metal now. <laughs> Who cares? Insane. But they're very, very good. If you're into that satanic fucking um, uh, death melodic death metal black metal music, check them out. They're fucking sick. Um, and then I saw Lamb of God there. Lamb of God was. Did amazing. they have a um, wall of death? No, they didn't. I was hoping they would, but they did not. Um, I can probably name all the songs they played because you know I heard that they were the inventors of that. Is that do you the Wall of Death? True? I have no idea. I doubt it. I'll have to do the research. I really don't yeah. know. Anyways, um, back to Lamb of God. Yeah, but uh, no, they played about ten songs, like an album's worth of songs, and most of them were oldies. They only played about three songs off the new album. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they closed the set with "Walk with Me in Hell," which is off Sacrament, and that means yeah. the whole fucking like I said, the whole set was great, man. Randy Blythe, fucking, you know, he he commanded the audience and and led the show really well, and you know, he was very charismatic and he was very he was very loving to the fans and appreciative, you know, and um, it was it was a great set. Um, then Slayer comes on, 
And mm-hmm. although I'm not too big of a fan of Slayer, I'm not going to sit here and bash on them because they're not a bad band. But, like, I mean, I guess if you're into just constant thrash about Satan and death and hate and whatnot, <laughs> then that's the band for you. But it's like, no, every fucking song is like, you know, that skank beat. Yeah. And then the fucking, I fucking hate everything. Fucking hail Satan. Fucking seizure epileptic fucking solo by Carrie King. Bring your hand into a wall. Bring your hand into a wall. Yeah, or some you know, shit. it's like it's like the music gets very repetitive, but that's what they are. It's Slayer is Slayer. Slayer has been the same band since they made their first album, so you can't you can't bash on them too hard because in the end they're just the same gimmick. They're they're doing the whole the whole one note satanic fuck the world thing. Um, very angsty music, which is probably why they attract so many skinheads. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, their set was actually pretty good. The, the first half of their set was boring. They only played about one or two hits, and the rest of the music was, I think. So off I'm sure they albums. played "Raining Blood," though, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. But uh, the rest of the first set was just stuff off like the newer albums and just like more of the obscure songs that I don't really know that well. And well how is like, their hey. How is their newer uh, material compared to their old material? Uh, I own one of their newer albums called "World Painted in Blood." I haven't actually listened to it. Uh, That's I, so metal. I like "Christ Illusion." That's the song with uh, Flesh Storm, Skeleton Christ, and uh, Eyes of the Insane. That mm-hmm. came out in, I think, 2008. Um, that album is pretty good. Um, it's, I mean, it's all the same. If you've listened to Slayer from the 80s, they're just about the same. The quality of their music, recording-wise, has gotten better. And they've, like, ch- they changed up a little bit of their arrangements here and there. Otherwise, lyrically, it's the same fucking one-note, fuck-the-world bullshit it's the same, you know, it's either the music's either like really slow, like or it's like those same three progressions, musical progressions. That's like, that's Slayer. Yeah. Most of it is the skank beat, though. And so I was pretty bored during their first set. I actually, or the first half of their set, I like went out, like drank some water, called a friend. <laughs> just walked around. That's so funny. Like you, you don't really do that when you're watching Slayer, I, though. I, you know? I, you're not supposed to. You know, when Slayer comes on, and you know, you're supposed to be in the fucking pit the whole fucking time, and just yeah, fucking Slayer. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like I said, I like Slayer. I still listen to Slayer, especially when I play uh, Nazi Zombies. I love listening to Slayer, but I'm not a fucking hardcore diehard fan of Slayer. You know, because like I said, a lot of their music's just one note. It's not very uh, what's the word. Uh, diverse musically it's not that diverse it's all just kind of the same yeah i mean you were speaking about earlier about like how bands they change their sound after a while they kind of drop what they used to sound like and a lot of the fans kind of go that's not my band yeah you know and that's happened with a lot of bands i listen to and that has not happened with slayer that's what i was gonna (laughs) say because if you're saying they're doing the same shit over and over they're probably going we're not going to change for anybody. We're going to stick with this sound until we die. And that's cool because Yeah, I, good for them. I'm not I'm not going to shit on them because they want to keep the same thing. Good for them. But I'm just saying that me as a musician and as a, a a metal listener, I like something with a little more variety. Will I listen to Slayer? Absolutely. I'll I'll still listen to the Rain and Blood album. I'll still listen to Born and Fire and like the deck uh, the fucking um soundtrack to the Apocalypse, which is like basically like a greatest hits of like their first like six albums or something and like leading up to i think 2005 um but it's like 
I can't listen to Slayer and be like, oh my god, dude, like, listen to this fucking composition. I guess I guess you can say I can't become a snobby, pretentious asshole listening to Slayer. Slayer is very simple music. It's very simple thrash metal. It's just very, like, energetic fucking metal. And yeah. it's like, you know, you want to... If you're gonna have like a major workout, you know, or just like you're, you're like fuck, you're just trying to hate the fucking world right now. You would listen to something like Slayer, yeah, and that would just kind of get you all motivated and pumped and stuff. I never really been a fan of Slayer. I think when I first started listening to metal, I was really into like um, Metallica's like old shit. Yeah, that's that's what I got into. Um, Do you remember the channel ninety two KSJO? No. Um, Was that a local like a local station? It was a station in like the Bay Area. It was on 92.3, I think some also 92.5, but it was called 92 KSJO. And um, they played everything from, like, classic rock to modern, like, metal. And I first got into Mudvayne on that, um, as well as Metallica, um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I would go to see my dad, and, like, every time he'd pick me up, uh, you know, it was like an hour and a half, two-hour drive, and then we would just, he would just turn that on. And... You know, I wasn't throwing up the devil horn singing along, but I was just like, I like this. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I, I like this. Yeah, this, this is so good. amazing. I was like eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, listening to this like uh, this station for like three years. And then um, just one day, dad was listening to it, and then all of a sudden it turned into Mexican music. Like the oh, polka and God, shit. Oh, God, that's and, horrible. And he was like, what the fuck? And then he, he learned somewhere that the station was sold or something. Now, that's a lot of things. You know, I really don't listen to the radio that much, but when I did – I listen to always the rock stations because, you know, there's not that many rock stations on the radio. It's like they're a dying breed. So the problem with that is that I don't know if the listener base is there, but it seems like a lot of them just die pretty much. Like they just kind of get wiped out. Like we had a local rock station here and they just, uh, 1017 the Fox was the Fox, but then yeah. it actually changed into 96.x because a lot of the people transgressioned over to, uh, 96.x and that was actually around for about a year or two i think and then um one day i, I decided to listen to it and then it was just static it was like Shh. i was like what the fuck's going on i thought there was something wrong with my fucking antenna my car and then i realized i went home and i checked online they said uh, we're not up anymore we couldn't like pay the radio thing or whatever so i was like fuck man well here's the here's here's the issue with why a lot of these stations go out of business or they go under and um this plays into the fact that the people who still make the guitar world magazines and whatnot are like dads from like the 60s 70s and 80s who grew up on like classic rock and early thrash metal and it's like the problem is that these same people are writing these magazines such as these same people are listening to these stations and run these stations there's not a lot of young people who listen to the radio anymore because um we have spotify we have youtube we have soundcloud we have uh itunes radio we have all these streaming things where it's like you just pay like a flat rate like spotify for uh just a regular person's like 10 bucks a month five dollars a month yeah it's kind of like uh like how newspapers aren't really the thing anymore You and know. so it's like, you know, these stations are dying out because young guys aren't listening to them. Or if the young guys do listen to them, which I used to listen to Fox, there's not enough of us. You know, it's like they would play fucking like uh, they would play like old fucking like 90s new metal, you know, or they would play like, oh, hey, the new Metallica album came out. And they would play that to death or, hey, the new Killswitch album came out. We're going to play that one mainstream song. Yeah, that one song. Y- you know, you never heard bands like fucking Periphery or fucking The Faceless or any of those like harder, more obscure bands, you know, on these stations because, 
you know, metal is metal's never been popular. I think they would have either. to get permission to use those songs, though. Yeah, but they need permission to listen to Metallica and listen. You know, no, you have to get the rights to the music. But it's like these radio stations, as well as these magazines, they're not very up with the times. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be in Safeway, you know, getting a fucking jug of milk, and I walk by the magazine section, and it's like, blah, 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 Jimmy Page from fucking, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever, whatever. Is it Led Zeppelin? Is that the band Jimmy Page? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, ooh, see, the Jimmy Page. Oh, there, here's a new guitar riff from the song Stairway to Heaven that he never published. It's like, why are we still talking and about Led Zeppelin? And that song is so fucking old. But anyways, yeah, I, I but get you, you get my you get my point. It's yeah, like you're exactly. still seeing Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, all these old guys who are good. They were great back in their day. But it's like, this is fucking 2017. You know, what about guys like Michael Keane from The Faceless or Misha Mansoor from Periphery or the guys from Event Sevenfold, which you have seen them in guitar magazines. Not lately, I don't think, but you'd see them every now and again. That's the thing. Like, if you did see any of these guys on the cover of the guitar magazines, it's like the big mainstream bands such as Slipknot, Event Sevenfold, Disturbed. You know, just like the, the big, big, big name guys. None of the obscure guys. And, and it, it gets to the point where you can't really relate to it anymore when you read the magazines or when you listen to the station. It's just like I can listen to all this old music with ads and all this crap or I can just go on Spotify, pay the flat rate and listen to whatever I want, make my own playlist. You can also like Pandora, too. You can also change it to where it plays like a station mm -hmm. and then you just you like or dislike whatever song comes on and then it changes the station for you. And so I, I think the future of radio is streaming. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think that too. I think the um, the cool thing about me is I find out a lot of um, new bands through something like Spotify. So if I have like a playlist, right? If I just like pick one band, they'll play a bunch of other bands after that I've never heard. That's kind of what like, I've been doing. Lately. It's like, oh man, this band's fucking sick. I got to a bunch of and like I research it online. I'm like, who's this band all about? And then I start like downloading the music and uh, like like Periphery, for example. If you're not listening to Periphery. Go download their shit. Go buy a fucking CD. Turn this fucking podcast listen off to right periphery. now and go listen to Periphery. They're amazing. Spotify, YouTube, where you can buy the CD like a normal person. Um, whatever works for yeah, you. Yeah, these guys are hard workers. They're they're amazing, talented musicians. It's like an all star team of really fucking sick guys who are just so good Very at what talented. they do. But um, you know, I I find out through bands through like Spotify and. Uh, to me, I think that's a great outlet because, you know, radio, like you said, is dying. I remember, though, the Fox. You said you were listening to the Fox, right? 107 The Fox, yeah. Uh, before they went under, um, my friend Chris was a DJ on them, and he uh, had a show. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on Sunday nights, and it was for like a couple hours, and you'd play nothing but local bands, which is really cool because... Yeah, you know, do you know the band Thought Vomit? Yeah. Yeah, the, they used to play at my old band, Nuclear Tempest. Uh, I went to high school with like uh, three out of five of them. Yeah, and um, they yeah they used to play Thought Vomit on there. Special shout out to Thought Vomit. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had a show, and uh, my older band was on there, and it was really cool because it was a good way to promote bands that were kind of, you know, they weren't signed or labeled. But it was really nice because a lot of people would like even if you're like a 15 year old and you go, oh my god, my band's on the radio. It's like shit. This is like the most amazing thing in the world because everyone can listen to you who are listening to this radio station. Like I. Like for me, I'm not like gloating or something, but like, uh, I was in a group that we were on live 105. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a big rock station in San Francisco and, uh, we were on there a couple of times. Um, but it was, uh, so amazing because, you know, live 105 is, like I said, it's a big mainstream rock station. And the fact that they decided to take our music and play it at least for 
however long they did was amazing. So I think radio, yes, it is a dying thing, but for people like, you know, struggling musicians or, you know, bands that are just starting out, it's still like good thing. I don't know. Does Spotify play local music? Like, let's say. I don't think so. I know Animus, you know that band, right? Yeah. They're from, they're from this area. They're on Spotify. How they got that, I don't know. And to my knowledge, they're not signed to a label yet. Um, I mean, I know there's a way of getting a music on. They're just kind of like with iTunes. But I mean, I think they, they probably have to pay an annual fee or some shit. Yeah. Uh, but as far as just playing local bands, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, because Spotify, to my knowledge, how it works is like bands get paid based on how many listeners they get. Um, obviously, a lot of metal bands probably ain't making a lot through there but like big guys like fucking bieber and beyonce and all those people they're making a gazillion dollars and they're just fucking horrible i mean (laughs) you know i think it's uh i i i think all music is good mostly a lot of it's good but i think a band when they play their instruments and they practice hard and they're just a hard-working band i think that's the bands that should get more cred than fucking that little cunt justin bieber dude i mean what the (laughs) fuck dude well dude the reason why like these people like like i said beyonce and bieber not to say that they're not talented because you know beyonce is a very good performer bieber's actually a pretty decent musician but there's a lot of money behind it and the music's really really safe and also the the music is generally written by like 12 people like it's 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 all formulated safe um very bland music but if you think about it like say those like bieber whatever they're like a figure like a figure model like for pretty much that style of music so like if you said there's like 12 people writing the music mm-hmm. we just need like a pretty boy or a woman that, or whatever we well, need. yeah a lot of times they do that they're just like hey look at this kid on youtube he's pretty talented hey kid we'll sign you for a gazillion dollars but you just have to do everything we say and being as young as he was and you know his parents were probably like yeah i can't believe it. we're fucking talking about justin bieber on well it was gonna happen eventually <laughs> we're gonna talk about bieber or uh. beyonce or any of those other people like it's it was gonna happen um, I don't want to sit here and talk shit about them because people on the internet have done that to death and I don't have a real beef with any of these people. But the point I'm trying to make is that this music has a lot of money going into it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's everywhere. It's in every fucking, uh, you know, uh, safe way you go into every grocery store, every best buy. It's everywhere because they put it on that that, you know, a lot of these places have like standard XM radio. And the, and the company policy is like, hey, you have to play this station. You can't turn the station off. And so they'll pump all the stupid top 40 fucking hits on there. And, dude, I used to work at Staples. I heard sometimes I would hear the same song twice in a row. Not in a row, but twice a day. And Well, it's like the radio. I, I mean, if you if listen to the radio, that, they play the same fucking song yeah, every, like, two and it's hours. Just like, that's, that's why I just don't like the radio, because they're just playing top 40 hits. Even with, like, when they would play, like, super fucking safe, watered-down metal, it was just, like, it was the same fucking top 40 songs that everyone's listening to this year and you know I, like yeah that's that's why i'm just done with the radio and and here's my thing dude i bet you if we played fucking slayer and death metal everywhere all day every day i bet you people will get used to it and my reason for that is my mother and friends of mine who hate metal ended up being able to tolerate it because of how much i listened to it around them yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because you're talking about your mom. Like, see, my mother, uh, when... <laughs> my mom listens to metal. <laughs> she actually likes hard rock and drums and all this stuff. She actually does like hard rock. Like no, um, she would, like, talk to me one day, and she's like, hey, you ever heard that band Disturbed? I'm like, yeah. She's like, that song, like, ooh, ah, 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 
I think oh, oh, I don't think she did that personally. I mean, I'll be like, what the fuck? But you know, mom, that's not how it goes. It actually goes yeah, like this. <laughs> it's uh, she would recognize bands like that regardless. Since if it's like Lincoln Park, you know, we were talking about the last episode. Like uh, in the end, that song is so melodic and like you know, even if like say for example, I turn on the radio and I didn't know who the fuck Lincoln Park was, I'd be like. This song's fucking good. It's got a good fucking jam, and, and it's just like that's the shit that pulls me in. And that's another thing. Some bands like some fucking because they were like a new metal band, right? And some bands like Linkin Park, they just they they showed up in the right time when new metal started getting big. They wrote the perfect music. They got lucky, and they were talented enough. Yeah, that was crazy. Because but I if think... a band like Linkin Park came out today, that same style of music, like Hybrid Theory, they probably yeah yeah. Sell. I mean, I told you I thought they were a studio produced band because I never heard anything about Linkin Park before um hybrid theory came out so i felt like these guys probably were put together by a bunch of people in the studio because they know that new metal was the fucking thing They're like let's start this band and it's almost like a boy band but let's let's get all these guys together <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> you know it's it like you get all you get all these oh, guys no. together like you're good at drums you're good at fucking rapping let's see if you guys can do a band together and we'll put out your first style yeah. and we'll make you fucking gazillionaires yeah. and now, like you said, is the right time, you know, and, yeah. and it fit. But then I did a lot of research on Lincoln Park, Obviously. and I found out that wasn't the case. I found out they were starting out as a band of fucking, I don't know, Florida playing f- clubs. L.A., I, I believe. Or whatever. There. I'm just saying. I'm just Florida, right L.A., there. Michigan. It's all the same. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> It's all the same area. Nah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, uh, like I said, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to go back to Slayer really quickly here yeah, before yeah. we get to our next topic. Um, I... Uh, like I said, I was never a big fan of Slayer, but they had one of the most craziest looking covers to Malm I ever saw. And this is not like Cannibal Corpse shit where it's like, oh my God, this is so grotesque. Oh, look, a, a, a baby tearing itself out of its mom's yeah, belly yeah, yeah. while a it's, guy's uh, skull fucks And her. I didn't know if this is a real photo because it looked like real, like someone took a razor blade and sliced Slayer into their arms. Ever seen that? Uh, That's an album cover? I have not. It's an album cover or if it's it. like, you know when you get a CD and you take the CD out oh, and there's like another up? picture? Uh, there's an image of someone uh, with uh, both their um, arms kind of like showing up like in the photo. Yeah. On the underside of your arms. And uh, someone wrote Slayer or it looked like they carved Slayer into their arm like on each arm. And it was like it looked like really deep cuts. It looked like it was just bleeding. Oh, here's a picture of a guy. It's in the guy's head, but I think it's a drawing. Yeah. Talking about that? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Sorry, it's audience. Actually, this, this was a podcast. You're not going to be able to it's see not this. That, it's not that image. It's something else. If you type in, like, Slayer um, carved arm, I don't fucking know. Like, uh, anyway, so it was. I'll ins- look for it. I'll find it. Yeah, it was an insane looking uh, picture. And I was like, that is so fucking metal. I mean, this is like, if someone did that to themselves for real, I mean, scarred up, obviously, but. Um, Probably, probably not. May okay. If they did, there are crazy fans like that out there who do shit like that for any type of band. There's a lot of crazy people out there, but it might have just been Photoshop. It could have been Photoshop or, or something like some that. Kind of artwork. Yeah, you know? you know, I think. Um, I mean, let's say for example, like, would you get a tattoo of a band that you really like? Uh, if the band died in like a plane accident and I knew they were never gonna make bad music because they're all dead. Yes. Yeah. Let's like, say, for example, you like you love Periphery, so yes. would you get the P logo? If they're well, okay. Since realistically, they're not all gonna die in a plane crash. Thank God. Uh, no, I wouldn't. But okay. if something tomorrow, which I would never, I'm not wishing this on Periphery at all. So fuck you if you think I am. Um, if Periphery died tomorrow, 
in a fucking accident, I would because like a tribute. Like yeah, well yes, because I would I would like all of I already like all the music that they produced, and I would know like well I have a band that will never come back because you know they're dead. And they will never make bad music. So, therefore, I will get this tattoo. But they will live on through the, the music. Yeah. But I would never get, let's say, a Slipknot tattoo because, uh, one, they're still alive. And, two, I haven't always liked their newer music. Like, I, it took me a while to warm up to uh, Five, The Great Chapter, which is their newest album. Uh, All Hope Is Gone is really not that good. I used to love it as a kid. But listening to it now, I'm like, wow, this album is really not that great. And it's their least favorite album. And uh, bands like Metallica, I'll never get a Metallica tattoo. Like, they're fucking terrible now. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm kind of being an asshole about this, but the point I'm trying to make is no. <laughs> so you, <laughs> no, the, I wouldn't. So it would only be an exception if a band you liked died. Or they just quit while they were still ahead. Yeah, I get, I get Like it. a periphery just decided we're going to stop making music. I would be – I would I would have a fit if they did something like that. But – uh I would know that I have this tattoo and I'm proud of it and they're not a terrible band. Yeah. Like, like you know, what if Periphery turned into like Disney dance music? <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone's probably done something like that online where they turn their song into like a Disney uh, have you, song. Have you heard uh, All New Materials mashed with uh, Firework by Katy Perry? <laughs> no, it's I actually pretty good. It's actually pretty decent. I was like, I wish like these pop stars did metal. Like that'd be so cool. The best ones I've heard is the Meshuggah Lady Gaga mashup and the Behemoth Lady Gaga mashup. Oh wow, those are great. I've um, I really like it though when bands cover like pop songs, like big ones like that, and they'll turn it all into like fucking dark metal and shit. You know, Alestorm, the pirate band. Yes, Batman? they covered Hangover by Tao 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 Cruz. Tao Cruz. Sorry, I butchered that pronouncement pronunciation oh. pron- I, I can't word yeah yeah even if it's not metal if it's really heavy like uh a data remembers one of my favorite bands and they did a cover of uh i think it was katie perry's since you've been gone that's uh, kelly clarkson kelly clarkson yeah. sorry dude you know who did that at karaoke who spencer satello he did it it's on youtube it's great look it up since you've been gone yep oh wow he's I can totally really see great at it because of that super <laughs> high tenor voice of his. yeah i love it though when bands do that um I think there's an album called When Pop Goes Metal or When It Goes Hard or yeah. something, and there was a lot of bands that just took all these pop songs, even Justin Bieber, and they fucking just – and it sounds so much better when it's heavier, though, because it's just with everything kind of – it works, too, as a song with, like, a whole band. Even though people are like, oh, my God, they're screaming, all this screaming, I can't stand it. That was a big problem with a lot of people with, like, say, screamo bands and metal. They, they don't like it because they're screaming – or it's just so loud and repetitive they'd rather have. Like, you know, for example, I love the fact that we're talking about music right now because this is something that's big for both of us. But uh, you never really see, like, a lot of people with their windows rolled down blasting fucking metal or hardcore music. It's always this fucking rap. Boom, 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 shit. I was fucking here all the time. Yeah, it's always dudes and, like, Mustangs or little hot rods. And, like, you just hear, like, it sounds like they're a speaker. Their subwoofer is going to burst. Yeah, out it's trunk. like, how the <laughs> fuck could you listen to that shit? And it's like, to me, it's tough because, you know, there's all these other kinds of music out there. But it's like these fucking people. I'm not talking about everybody, but a lot of people out there. It's cool if you have other kinds of likes for all different styles of music but basically you know that is one genre of music i just said like we really don't see a lot of people just like blasting on the cars it's if it's like a big redneck fucking blasting pantera out of his fucking oh i've truck. seen that his yeah. fucking raised truck blasting pantera yeah so that's... okay there's a band there's a band let's i've never been a huge pantera fan although i like pantera but let's say 
uh, you decided, I want to get a Pantera tattoo. They're never going to come back because Dimebag's dead and everyone's separated. So if you got a Pantera tattoo, you wouldn't be ashamed of it because they they quit while they were still ahead. Well, sort of. Dimebag died and there was all this bullshit well, that happened. Well, on a side note, I have a Nirvana tattoo, so, but... They're... Oh, do you? There yeah, you go. my leg. He, see, he, he'd, he'd quit while he was still ahead by shooting himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he wasn't No, ahead. according to some people, they thought he was, he was murdered. Love, yeah. So Anyways, go back. Oh, fucking whatever. Um, well, okay, so to, to get to the... To answer your question about, like, music and why you don't hear it blasting out of the car, first of all, music is subjective, and we, we can't... We can't hate on people for wanting to listen to rap, even though I don't really like a lot of rap. Um, but like I said before, it's like there's there's a I, – I put it well once. I was talking to someone about Fallujah, and um, I was saying, like, there isn't someone or a group of people who have a lot of money who care about metal yet. Like, yes, there is some money in metal, and obviously Metallica dr- pulls in a lot of, you know, money, but – you know, there's not a lot of big wig producers or record companies who are trying to sell, sell, sell and distribute this music. You know, a lot yeah. of this music is pretty underground and a lot of these labels are somewhat independent or, you know, they're not too famous. Like Nuclear Blast is, I think, predominantly like European music. And, um, you know, Fallujah, for instance, a band that's uh, from, I believe, L.A., mm-hmm. um, they're signed with Nuclear Blast. And uh, Brian Deeb's former guitarist of uh, Animus is in that band now. Good guy, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of money in metal because there's not a lot of people who who run the industry who have a lot of money and want to push the music out there as much as yeah. they can. The, you know, there's there's not a there's not a public demand for it because you know it's it's pretty it's it's not safe music. It's loud. It's uh, the lyrics are usually very subject subjective. Big boy words. Sub- subjective. <sighs> <laughs> this is why I failed high school. Um, the the music is very um, you know suggestive in terms of what they talk about, and it's very explicit. And the style isn't safe. You know, it's screaming. Like you know, one of the things I always hear is like, why are they like you know two things? I can't understand what they're saying, and why are they so angry? What do they have to be so angry about? And a lot of simple people don't understand. It's 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 an art form. Well, it's you know, a genre it's, it's too. Subjective art. And art is subjective, and not everyone uh, likes the same thing. Like the predominantly, the pop music panders to the general audience. Your average person likes safe, bland, boring music, but people like us um, like different types of music. We like to explore, you know, edgy music and and different types of genres. Most people don't do that. Yeah, I mean, Most I don't people, listen just to like metal and shit. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of other stuff, but I'm saying. I get what you're saying, though. I mean, it just people complain too much. People complain too much, and and metal is not for everyone. Unfortunately, I wish metal was everywhere. I wish that it was on every radio station ever, but it's not, and it probably never will be. Do you remember? Um, were you ever a fan of watching South Park? Uh, I never got into it a lot, but there I like was it. yeah. There was an episode, and uh, this is really funny if I can remember this correctly. It was an episode. It was like kind of like a Woodstock thing was happening in South Park, and all these hippies and all these peace loving people were like coming to South Park and migrating and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, they were just taking over. So uh, I think Hartman and the other kids like we got to stop this. This is just overtaking our town. This is like a plague. So I remember um, <laughs> this is so funny. So in order to get to the stage 
where all this like hippie music and stuff is playing, it was so packed full of the, like people in the front that they had to take a truck and just plow through everybody to get through the fucking front of the stage. Uh, Germany much? So they get to the front of the stage. They get on uh, where they usually um, like the speakers are. And then uh, Cartman pulls out a tape and uh, it says Slayer on it. <laughs> and he puts it into the player and it starts, he hits play and it's all of a sudden it's playing raining blood. Like, dun, dun, dun. so it's like, um, you can just hear all the, the hippies going, oh, this music's too aggressive. It's too loud. It's too angsty. And they start all going away. So that was their, that's the way they got rid of all the fucking hippies out of the fucking town was playing Slayer really loud. You know, I've learned that from uh, actual experience. So like Really? You're at a bar, right? And um, let's say the night's kind of winding down. It's like maybe it's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, right? And yeah. so you start, you know, it, we have those new, the touch tunes thing that you can access through your phone. It's yeah, like yeah, the those new are really popular. You turn on metal and people around start getting angry. And so they pay their tab and leave. Uh, so if you ever so want to funny. clear a room uh, at a bar, like if you're ever at a bar where they don't normally listen to metal, but you want it to quiet down, just fucking go on touch tunes and have 10 metal songs yeah. in a row and you'll clear that place out. Same with karaoke, dude. One time uh, the night was getting kind of late and I remember the bartender was being like, ah, oh, there's so many people were trying to close up. And I was just like, I wonder. So I did Slipknot. I did all uh, uh, psychosocial. And then I cleared the bar out. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes! I'm like, I got welcome. powers! <laughs> Watch them go. Hey, if you ever want to scare people off, just blast metal really yeah, loud. Like, it, screaming metal really loud. That is... Um, there's a couple bars here in town, though, that... that um, one of the bars I went to, the Belvedere, mm-hmm. um, they used to have a bunch of metal on their touch tunes. And me and my friend, every week, we'd go there and we'd play like this band called Poison the Well. I've heard of them, yeah. And um, it was this song called Nerdy. <laughs> and the thing, the cool thing about it was it was like it had like a huge breakdown in the middle. And every single time the breakdown would hit, we'd just be like, like, yeah, you know. And then I noticed like probably a couple weeks later, I go back there and it's gone. It's out of the touch tunes. Like everything heavy is basically out of the touch tunes. And I'm going, oh, fucking God. Are you telling me people complained about all the heavy music here because it wasn't yeah, so probably. bumpy? So they removed out, and that was like bullshit because it's like singling out other people that like other kinds of music. That's my big thing about Sucks. listening to metal is that I, I really hate it when people want to like they they want to like you know give me shit for it and you know they want to essentially I don't want to say take it away from me because no one's ever tried taking my metal away. But to give a good example is like one thing I'm always very careful about unless I'm around like you or Jesse or people who listen to metal is I'm very careful about playing metal around other people because unlike you and me and and close friends of ours who actually like this music metal can piss people off oh yeah because they hear it they don't like it they think it's stupid either they'll laugh at it or they'll be like dude this music fucking sucks you're like killing the mood with this music right now dude you need to like turn this shit off i've gotten that so many times at parties at bars, like one time, uh, one of my birthdays, me and a friend went to a bar in Roanoke Park, and we were just playing like Alestorm, and we were like pissing off this drunk chick and her boyfriend. They were getting really mad. They tried to pick a fight, with my friend, because we were playing Alestorm. And then at one point, I go up to the jukebox. They were just like, "Hey, what the fuck's up with your friend?" And I'm totally playing along. I'm like, "Yeah, pff, fuck him, right?" <laughs> and then I just turned on more metal. I'm just like, "Fuck you, you oh, fucking bitch!" Oh wow. But it's just like, yeah, like you know, like you know, 
when people play Bieber or, or like I said, like, you know, any of this pop music or Kanye at a bar, I don't like it, but I'm not going to like throw a fit over it. Yeah. If I really don't like the music, I'll just leave or I'll, or I'll turn something else on, you know, but it's like, yeah, I get what you mean. When people like come to bars or when they're out with you at parties or whatever, like, you know, turn that shit up. I don't want to fucking hear that. It's just yeah. like, fuck you, dude. It's like, it's one song. Like if, if, if you're playing on touch tunes, it's like it's one song. I paid for the song. Once it's done, you can turn on your stupid ass fucking hollow heartless music exactly so i feel like it's it's a genre that's really singled out a lot because of those reasons you know because a lot of people fuck they they just like i i see a list of people who say all the kinds of music they like and then they'll be like everything everything but metal it's like wow i usually hear everything everything but country and then i'll ask them after but do you like metal and they go no and i'm like oh well you should have said that too we're like yeah i like metallica and i'm like do you like slipknot or do you like, you know, I'll try to name someone a little more famous, like, like a Kill Switch Engage? Like, do you like them? And they're like, oh, what's that? Or like, oh, Slipknot? No, it's too heavy for me. Now, nah, most people, like, most people, they just, they, they draw the line at screaming. Yeah. But hey, my counter to that argument of, oh, I don't understand what they're saying. You know how many pop songs I know where they don't scream at all and I can't understand half of what they're saying because of the way they sing their music's very stylized. And they're it's like rap, too. They, they're so really fast, weird. you know? They yeah. rap so fast. And rap, too. Sometimes rap, they rap so fast you don't understand what they're saying. But it's it's all in how you say the words. Like, uh, one band that I that I have never actually read their lyrics, but I know almost all the lyrics to all their songs is Lamb of God. Randy Blythe enunciates so well that I understand just about everything he says. Every now and yeah. again, I'm like, what's he saying? And I got to figure it out just by listening to the context of the, of the lyric. But most of the time, it's like, yeah, I know what he's saying because he's enunciating really well. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I get what you mean. Like, on one hand, there's a time and place for metal. Like, I'm not going to go to the club and try to turn on Slayer. Obviously not. But it's like, if you know, if you're at like a party of close friends or at, like a small get together and you want to just play like a periphery song, I get it. Or if you're at a bar and you know, you want to listen to some music while you drink, yeah, turn some music on, you know, turn on some fucking metal. Dude, when I was younger, uh, I started doing this when I lived in American Canyon, which is right by Vallejo. Yeah, that's like up above uh, Vallejo, right? Uh, it's above Vallejo on Napa, yeah. Um, there was like a handful of metal kids at my middle school, and we would fucking uh, go to the dances, and we played fucking like Slipknot <laughs> and System of a Down, and I started playing Trivium when I got into them a lot. You really can't dance to that, though. You can't, you? but we would mosh. That oh. was the one school you can that I went to. Yeah, you can headbang. Well, that was the one school I went to where we would have a mosh pit, and we it wouldn't get broken up right away. But I, when I moved to Guerneville here, and I tried to, uh, you know, play metal at Guerneville School, it would work, and they would play it. But every any time we ever tried to start a pit, it was broken up almost immediately because it looked like we were fighting. And um, <laughs> yeah, it looked like because you know, we were all slamming into each other and you know whatnot. We all look you know scary because we have long hair and black clothes, and so it looks rather. Oh, uh, did you want to hear a funny story really quick? Mm. Uh, so uh, my old high school, um, they had like a quad area, like basically a lot of high schools have. Yeah, quad well, same areas. with mine. And they have like a little like you know steps or something, like, basically a spot where like it looked like a band could play. Or yeah, something. they had like a little makeshift stage. So this band. Uh, really big local band at that time this is like probably like late like 1998 1999 this is start- you know i was like five or six yeah you're probably the- still in the womb uh, yeah right <laughs> five or six months yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they um they would have bands play sometimes you have to like get permission and like ask the people at the school like hey can my band play they would want you to submit like a tape or something like a cd yeah. so they can it's like almost like a fucking job interview. It's like, all right, we want to yeah. know what you got before we let you come and play with us. So um, the thing is, I remember this band played 
and they were kind of like a rap core, like whatever you would call it. That. New metal, whatever. New metal, Limp yeah, Bizkit yeah. shit. And um, I remember because they had a lot, they were kind of popular guys at our school, and a lot of the friends um, were just like really into their band. Yeah. And I remember they started playing, like, as soon as their first song hit, everybody who really liked these guys or their friends would start moshing. And it was like a decent sized fucking pit. That's cool. And I remember the teachers going in there trying to break it up and they're all caught in the fucking middle of the pit they're being thrown around <laughs> they're being thrown around yeah. and shit and i was like laughing my ass off because i'm like oh my god they can't stop us because you know it's like come on now like at least these people aren't like hurting anybody just let them have fucking well, fun well the problem is the, the only the only thing i could say in their favor is that like if someone falls over from exactly i understand that that's the school's liable it's a safety thing i understand I, I get it. But it's, moshing it's is, really funny is a to very watch. dangerous style of dance <laughs> because it's like, yeah, you're slamming into people. And dude, oh, my God, I didn't even mention the pit at the Slayer show. It was fucking huge. It's the biggest the whole time. The behemoth pit was rather small. But when it, when Lamb of God and Slayer came on, that pit was so fucking big. And you went in it, right? I did go in it. And <laughs> like, dude, people fell down so much. Dude, the pit was so big that when people would fall – the pit would back up. It was like bumper to bumper traffic, and then everyone falls over. It was insane. Like they're dominoes or Dude, something. Dude, I almost got trampled. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a little scary. I remember I was going down, and people are falling on me. And I'm just like fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, and then two dudes like swooped me up, and I was. I was See, that's a cool thing about like you know a lot of heavy shows and metal is like a lot of people are there for each other in a way. Yeah. Like even though if you go in a mosh pit, and you're in a mosh pit with guys that are at least nice or even girls or whatever. If someone picks you back up after you fall down, that's fucking that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's the it's the it's the code of uh, conduct. It's mosh pit etiquette. Is yeah, there's it, there's know? shows though, like where like you said, a lot of skinheads, they'll fucking beat you down. Skinheads are not nice in mosh pits. No, uh, they'll fucking start kicking you and shit. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna get into the ethics of what a skinhead believes or any of that, but uh, as far as their mosh pit etiquette, they're very mean. Yeah, my sister once told me that she saw um, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, uh, a lot of it. I hate to get with the whole like let's talk about skinheads now, but okay, uh, like I said, mosh pit, mosh, mosh wise, they're really mean people. Yeah, basically, I'm <laughs> not talking about them in general. No, I'm not shit. talking about them in general, but she would just say because you brought up the skinhead thing. Uh, she said a lot of skinheads would go to see um, and they just do it kick. to beat up kids. And she noticed this is that when they were really heavy with a lot of people and someone would fall down, they want to pick them up, they just fucking start kicking them. And it was, I've never seen that, really. Yeah, she kick said, them? shit. Like, they wouldn't help him out. They would trample over him. Oh, They'd just okay. kind of go over him and kick him really quick. They wouldn't, like, strip kick him in the face, yeah. like, on purpose, but they wouldn't give a fuck. They're yeah. like, you're at, you're in my way. Move the fuck away, you know? So, um, Mosh Pits in general, like, with the Slayer show, you said, that's nice that some dudes picked you up. And oh, yeah. It was all, like, in good fun, you know? But you almost got trampled, which is a scary thing. Like I said, it was a huge pit. It was, like, the pit was from the island to the rim where people are standing because there was a little island of people standing in the middle and every now and again i'd go into there to rest up a little bit and it was the only place you could stand that wasn't cramped um from the island to the edge of the pit uh the pit was like a little donut shape it was like seven people wide it pit, seven wow. people stood next to each other it was that wide. It was huge. Maybe maybe it was even wide. At one point when Lamb of God said, I want to see the biggest pit, the entire floor became a mosh pit. Oh, wow. Just for that song. It was So insane. many bands do that, though. It's such a cliche thing. But it's, dude, oh, I've never been in a pit, pit that big. ever, man. I don't mosh a lot. 
I don't mosh a lot because I mainly just like to headbang and dance around. I get kind of fatigued of moshing every now and again because I'm just like, ah, I don't feel like I don't feel like slamming into people and having to watch my back for an hour. I just want to yeah. like sit here because it's rock tough because especially when you're in the front of the uh, in the front row, yeah, or especially if they're gonna mosh a bit. I pay money to go see a fucking band perform. I don't go pay money to get my fucking ass kicked every single time, like people shoving into me or something like that. And uh, I'm trying to watch a band, and the whole fucking time. It's like even I, when you're it in feels the back like an earthquake. and it's crammed and like you're like you're fucking like, you know, it's it's you're just you're cramped with people. You're sardines in the. Yeah, fucking, that's why I was saying I was usually in the pit or the island the whole time because that was the only place where it wasn't cramped and I wasn't going to stand in the way back, back, back. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it's the I don't mosh a lot, although I have been moshing a lot more the past year. But uh, this is the biggest mosh pit I've ever been in. It really was, it was awesome dude it was fucking i'm i don't i'm not even trashing the pit i'm just saying it was big and intense but so this pit it was never died it, the entire nope. show it was just nope it was alive the whole time like i said when behemoth was on it was rather small um but when lamb of god and slayer was on it was oh, wow. it was alive the whole time you know how pits at shows die down every now and again this pit did not die down because there were so many people that there was enough people to keep it alive yeah and you know what there wasn't a lot of skinheads there I was very surprised. Really? Yeah, I, probably because of the, today's political climate. But yeah, I did, however, and this is the first time I've ever seen anyone with this type of tattoo in person. I saw a dude with a fat swastika on his back. Wow. I've never seen that in person before. Really? Yeah. I, I, I know it's a thing. I've seen it on the internet, but I've never seen a human being in person with a swastika actually tattooed. Well, on your them. cherry just got busted. Uh, my, my, my Nazi cherry. <laughs> my, my Nazi skinhead cherry got popped. Now you just got to see a guy in a fucking, you know, Nazi outfit and you'll be like, that's a, that's a little much. That's probably more <laughs> like if you go to like one of those Nazi punk shows, which I've never heard of one. Yeah. Nearby. Yeah. So you basically in a nutshell, you had an amazing time at the show. We, yeah, I, I can go on and on about, what I mean, we can talk about metal for fucking hour, but, uh, no, but no, the show was, was a lot of fun. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to? I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. um, anything you're looking forward to soon? Any shows that you know that you periphery really in periphery. November? That's going to be great. Um, With uh, Animals as Leaders, too. Animal, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a, a nice, fun, ginty show. Yeah. Um, uh, I was you talked about s- issues. Yeah, issues and volumes is playing yeah, yeah. Um, on October 20th. Uh, you know. I was gonna go see Between the Buried and Me. They're doing a new. They're doing not a new, rather. They're doing a ten-year anniversary of the Colors album, and they're doing a tour of oh, that. Oh wow! And I love that. Album. I they they put something on Bands in Town. They're just like, hey, the tickets are running pretty low, and I've just been so broke that I haven't had the money to get the tickets. So I might miss this one, which I'm really upset about because that's my one of my favorite albums of all time. But uh, I've seen them live like four times, wow. five times. They're great. Um, yeah, they're really great. But uh, getting into mosh pits real quick, like you ever notice when you go to like weird brocore shows or like alternative types of metal, the pits are bad. You know, it's really funny you say that too, because um, my buddy, uh, this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen at a fucking uh, hardcore show. It wasn't metal. I think it was something along the lines of Under Oath or something like that. You ever oh, heard Oh God, yeah. Okay, so for some reason, like <laughs> Christian Screamo. Yeah, yeah. So for some reason, like. Uh, my friend uh, was like in the pit, and I wasn't. I was actually outside watching him, not watching him, but I could see him. And yeah. then I remember, like, it looked like all these fucking bros were in it, right? Oh yeah. Like, and I could see him. He sticks his head out because he was a little shorter guy, and I could see his look. And he's like, "I'm drowning in jabronis." <laughs> That's what he fucking said. He screamed it. It was so 
funny. I mean, a lot of these other people caught it and it was laughing because it was just like, oh my God, dude. Like, like you're saying, like with bros and stuff, it's. <laughs> well, dude, I also noticed too, when you get people who don't listen to a lot of metal in mosh pits, they don't know how to mosh. I used to think like, oh, these fucking bros, these hardcore kids are being dicks. But it's like some of them were really, really nice people. Like when you actually talk to them outside of the venue, out of, out of the music. But it's like they don't know how to mosh. They don't know what moshing is. They don't understand it. So they're like, what? You just kind of like you push everyone, right? Like you just run around and push people. Like, you know, generally in a mosh pit, you follow the circle, you know, and it, the circle the is circle usually pit. always, you know, uh, direction is that it's counterclockwise Mm -hmm. the pits usually always counterclockwise but sometimes it goes clockwise but usually it's always counter um and you'll just get these guys who they don't really get it and so they just kind of run around pushing people and and they just kind of like oh i'm gonna run over here and push this guy i'm gonna run over here and i'm gonna punch this dude i'm gonna kick this dude and that doesn't go for everyone like obviously hardcore dancers are cancer their mosh pit cancer need to be eradicated yeah i was gonna say i'm hardcore dancing i, I can't so ridiculous. the reason i don't like them is because it's they're making the mosh pit dangerous it's like you're gonna hurt someone i've seen dudes get kicked in the face when we were at periphery i saw this one girl uh she was a fucking champ dude she was in that pit the whole time she was a badass and um was she like a pretty small chick or uh she, medium like, size like five six, five four five five kind of chunky but like she was fucking holding her own dude she was badass and uh this kid fucking kicked her in the fucking chest and she fucking went at him oh wow she was like get out of the fucking pit you goddamn bitch shit and i'm just thinking myself like so he yeah. was hardcore dancing yeah just some fucking hard- and there was a lot of hardcore dancers that night too but it's just like yeah he there was fucking hardcore dancing and like he fucking this kid like kicked her not on purpose but it's just like this is why like because hardcore dancing is like for those of you who don't know what it is it's literally you're kicking and punching the air, and some of these guys they know like know or how you're to do like parkour, yeah you're and they're like doing flips fucking and flips shit. and shit and it's like, and, like in a mosh kicks. pit in a general mosh pit you're kind of just slamming into people you're like pushing people with your body you're not people do use their hands to push people but they're not kicking they're not punching they're just like they're they're open palm pushing people or yeah. they're just they're they're hitting people in the shoulder with their shoulder that's generally what goes on it's in not pit. like Street Fighter in a yeah but when you're when you're punching pit. and you're waving your fucking arms and legs around. It's dangerous. You're gonna hit someone in the face. I've I've gotten hit in the face at least once or twice. And I've got kicked in the back of the head once. Yeah, fucking, and you know yeah. it's just like, you know, I, one time I was at a local show here at the Phoenix Theater, and like there was a couple of hardcore dancers, and like me and a group of kids were just like, "Yo, we're getting these guys out of the pit." And so we fucking just like got like a four man clothesline, and we just took these dudes out because we were wow. just we were over it. We're like, okay, we want to mosh, and you're ruining it. I saw between the buried and me with Fallujah and Devin Townsend, uh, sometime I think it was last year, and um. Yeah, it was the same problem. We couldn't mosh because there was, like, these two or three kids who were dominating the pit. One of them kept, like, trying to start a fight with people because I think he was drunk. And the other two were just more hardcore dancers than moshers. And it was just like, dude, like, learn to mosh or get the fuck out, you know? Like, don't do not do this hardcore dancing shit because it's not safe. You, you take the fun out of the pit when you do that. And you're going to yeah. cause a fight and you're going to hurt somebody. So, yeah, for those of you who don't listen to metal, uh, if you want to know how to mosh at a show, <laughs> go on the internet and look up a proper mosh pit or go to a mosh, go to a good metal show such as Lamb of God, Slayer, Slipknot, any of those guys, like, you know, the more standard metal, and look at the pit before you get in it. Yeah, so this is the mosh pit part of of the podcast. geek mosh, mosh pit. pit. I mean, we're going to fucking talk about metal. We're going to talk about music just in general, so... If you, hey, we even talked about Bieber. I, I complimented the yeah. guy for being a decent musician. We talked about Kelly Clarkson and Beyonce. Yeah. Um, really back to the geek really quick, though. Um, so I uh, suggested to you to watch a show called Preacher on AMC. 
And uh, I told you that because I wanted to get your impression on it because I thought like, hey, this is like totally, this is something like probably in your bag, right? So yeah. uh, tell me what you thought of the show. What did you think of it? Well, as of this recording, season two is almost done. I haven't touched season two yet. But yeah, I just finished watching, um, binge watching season one. And that's, see, that's the fun thing about being sick is you can just binge watch crap and do nothing. So while I was coming off this stomach flu, uh, I just binge watched uh, the first season and I liked it. Um, I had a little bit of issues with it. Um, and the only real thing is that every now and again, it gets a little convoluted, but okay. So for instance, uh, spoilers for season one, when you you're seeing that western guy that like that 1880s western yeah his dude. name actually is the saint of all killers saint of all killers when yeah. you're seeing him and what you find out at the end of the season is hell i didn't know what was going on like they're showing this all season I'm like what the fuck is this why am i watching this like what what the hell is going on eventually i started figuring it out i was like is this like hell or purgatory and then in the last episode it shows that it's hell because like, oh. it's repeating over and over yeah. and over yeah but it was reminding me of um the flashbacks and whatnot, and and when they would uh, stray away from the core characters, reminded me of American Gods. I hated that fucking show. I couldn't stand. I've never actually seen it. Someone I talked to was like, "Oh, the books are a lot like that." I won't get into the show. If you if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. But when it when it would trail off and go into these weird tangents of like they would talk about like other gods and other lore that had nothing to do with the story. It was actually more interesting than the actual plot. But I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with the plot of the show? where are we going with this? Like you're wasting time. Let's just stick to the plot. Anyways, I have a lot of issues with that show. We'll talk about that in a separate podcast, but, um, see it first. Watch binge, watch that okay. terrible fucking show. And then we'll fucking trash it. I hate it, but <laughs> that's what I thought was going on for you. Sure. I'll totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought was happening, but they ended up, it ended up all making sense and I ended up liking it. The only thing that didn't make sense to me was remember when, uh, Cassidy, the vampire, He's like healing, and uh, Tulip is giving him all those like. Yeah, animals. she was giving him stuff because he yeah. needs blood in order and to you, heal. Who's that prude church girl? Uh, the one that's uh, living, the, or the one that really likes Jesse? Yeah. Um, what's her name? I don't know because it's I haven't seen season one since last year. Okay, well if you've seen if you've seen the church, if you know who we're talking about, she's the girl. She has a son, yeah. and she was she having two kids, and she was sleeping or whatever with that one guy who was with the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make sense when she sacrifice the mayor to save Cassidy I was like first of all you don't fucking know Cassidy you don't even really like him and you're gonna kill an innocent man because you're annoyed that he wants to like be your boyfriend instead of your fuck buddy like that was very like yeah, normal people don't do that so I'm wondering if she's gonna end up being a psychopath later on I don't know I haven't seen season two um, and we won't go too much into it since I'm not caught up yet but I overall Just tell me what you thought about the first season I overall, that's all. I really, just the beats I really liked it um, the great. tone was great. It kind of felt like a cartoon, like how the mascots never took off their like costumes and they would go to church in their costumes, like the, the yeah. Indian mascot and the fucking, the, the, what is it? Like a gerbil. It's like a, it's a chipmunk or something, but yeah. the squirrel looking thing. Like it was like, I was like, why is this guy like walking his dog in his big gerbil like mascot <laughs> outfit or he's like going to church in his mascot outfit. Oh, I'm like, man. what the fuck is it? So it kind of felt cartoony to me and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I really liked all the stuff with Eugene. Um, you know, his, uh, his name in the comic book, actually really quickly, this, uh, series is based on a comic book where they actually, I think put it into nine, uh, volumes and graphic novel. Um, it's not been, it's an, it's an old comic book. Basically 
it's really good. And if you guys have not read Preacher, read it. Because, you know, when the show came out, then I noticed a lot of bookstores were selling them more. Mm-hmm. Like they got more copies of it or they actually did not have Preacher. Now they have Preacher. So it kind of started. It's like The Walking Dead, basically, like how The Walking Dead was based on a comic book. And then all of a sudden the shoot, um, sorry, the show came out and it just both shows are produced by it up. I know too. But did you know that um, really quickly a preacher, Seth Rogen is one of the creator, not the creator of the series, but the show. So that is the same Seth Rogen, like Seth Rogen. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 Let's go smoke some weed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's my impression (laughs) of Seth Rogen. Okay. So me me and my girlfriend kept seeing that. We kept seeing um, Seth Rogen's name. Seth Rogen's name was like, is it really Seth Rogen? I was too lazy to look it up. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, that was. Yeah, that's really Seth Rogen. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, he's like, he got like director credits and shit. Yeah, because he, uh, him and the other guy, I don't remember his name, but they, they collaborated to get this show made. And I'm like, well, fuck, how are they going to make a preacher show? Because it's so far out there. But they're fucking nailing it. It was, it, was a, it was a fantastic first season. You said season two is better? So far, season two, um, the way the, the comic starts, I'm not going to give out any spoilers for this, but the way the comic starts is almost like how season two is starting. So... Season one, really kind of a lot of it did not even happen in the comic books. This is, I think season one was just more of like introducing the characters so you can know who they are. And then we'll start really kind of like focusing on like, you know, the, the lore of the books and whatnot. So, um, no, I mean, season two is great. You learn more about the saint. Um, you, you learn more about the, um, Genesis, the thing that's in, uh, uh, Jesse. Yeah right now because he has this what ability. did you say eugene's name was in the comics arse face arse face okay so that was because that's what cassidy was calling him because his ass his face looks like an ass i really like to the uh remember that scene in the show where all right the two angels right right when they die the body still remains but then they just come back as another body that whole fight sequence that fight sequence that in the hotel room was great oh my god that was yeah so the, fun. the show is like funny like there's like comedy to it like i said it feels like a really uh dark cartoon yeah you know like a dark live action cartoon so you finished the whole first season i did yeah were you laughing ass off at the end with the god thing uh i wasn't laughing my ass off but i was just like when when they showed god i was like that's not god that's like a demon i thought it was like a demon or something but it was like an angel i guess disguised as him and i was like this doesn't feel right um but i did like it i thought it was a good scene especially when he started fucking up and fumbling yeah you actually find out more about that in the that second character? season, that character, because you you find out. I mean, it's I think they're in the midway of the second season right now. They're close to ending it, but um, geez, I don't know. I'm glad you liked it though. I'm glad you really liked it because you're such a hater on a lot of shit. Well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get into why. Okay, tell I'm me something. Why you didn't? Prick. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, really fast, is there any dislikes about Preacher that you did not like? Ugh. Uh, not that I could think of. All right, so pretty much to you is like there's it probably good, flaws with it, and like I said, I brought up the cast. It's not good thing. to you. It's it's a great show. I think it's a fucking great show. Yeah. Okay, um, great, and it has now style we got that and in the bag. Fun, and but the reason why I'm always like a fucking movie snob with stuff is because like Hollywood these days is getting like very, they're getting very bland, and they're playing it safe with a lot of movies now, um, especially with like Star Wars. I I made I've talked to you about that. Um, they're also not really hiring new writers or new actors. And so essentially what you're getting is more of the same 
or bland, heartless, safe material. Yeah. That's just not interesting or it's bad for whatever reason. Like, I mean, you know, I have a friend now who's just, he's boycotting movies. He's like, I don't see movies in theaters anymore. He's like, unless it is critically acclaimed and everyone, including you guys, love it, I'm not going to see it. And even then, even if everyone and their mother loves a movie, he's like, he still was like, well, I'll see it when I see it. But he's just done. He's like, everything I see gets me angry. It gets me frustrated and it's just boring or it sucks or whatever. And I get what he means. It's like, you know, he's a little harder on movies. You think I'm bad. He's a little worse. But, you know, basically, you know, what him and I are trying to convey is that movies and TV now just kind of suck for the most part. For the yeah. most part, some stuff is still good. Like Preacher's good, and there's some good movies that come out. Some of the like fucking amazing or the was it Amazing Spider-Man? What's no, it it's Spider-Man now? Homecoming. The, the, the Spider-Man Homecoming. We just talked about that too. What the fuck? fuck you? I forget things. Um, that's a great movie. Like the you know it's like there's obviously exceptions, but for the most part, movies that come out now are just kind of bland or they suck. Like yeah. dude, I I honestly thought Atomic Blonde was gonna be pretty fucking good. It got a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone and their mom said they loved it, and I was like, fuck it, I'll go see it. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks that's disappointing yeah i mean i know what you're saying it's just like movies are just they're shitting out crap and it's Hollywood's like just when i see shit. things like the emoji movie i just i go, want to see that when it comes out on the internet and i, I want to just shit on it <laughs> who knows you know i think we should review it should we i think we should okay. i think we should watch the we'll, emoji we'll watch movie the emoji movie it. when it comes out and we'll talk about it and if you love this film I'm oh, gonna, I'm not going to. I'm sure it's going to be know, garbage. In if a I world, love it, you have the right to, I guess, just I'll murder stab you. me in the throat. Um, I told you I believe that there will be a Funko Pop movie. There will be a Funko Pop movie. Let, let the record show. He has predicted it now. And if it comes out, it's probably because some I want Hollywood the executive stole his idea. Yeah, the Funko Pop movie, because if they make Lego and they have emojis and they got trolls and all these little things, you know, I mean, they're going to make that because that's like the biggest thing right now like like beanie babies were big and uh, i think this is the next beanie didn't babies. they make a beanie baby movie no i don't no. think they, they had did. an angry birds movie yes they did yeah and they're making a candy crush movie oh god really yeah and they're also do you remember um god i only played it a little bit it was a cell phone game where you're like a guy just continuously running and you just jump over shit and and um it's like I can't fucking remember the name of it, but they're making a movie out of that. So they're making like these really they're stupid like games, simple games application and... games, and making them into fucking feature films. And you're gonna going, what the fuck? There's so many struggling fucking uh, actors and directors out there. Well, they're trying not to get hiring them. a lot of them anymore, you know. Like and 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 that's a thing too. Hollywood just seems like they're running out of ideas. They so are. Like, That's oh, why oh, they're what, going back to what, the what fucking What are the kids board? like these days? Hey, how about we, uh, hey, those emojis that they use on their Facebooks and the, the, the Twitters. Let's, ah, let's make a movie about that. They're going to love it. The kids are going to be great. It's all colorful. And, and hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll use politics to try to sell them. You almost sound like Trump right now, dude. Uh, well, hey, it's funny <laughs> that you say that because uh, this movie, apparently, like, we are making the emoji movie to resist Trump. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like really? the movie's not even about that, but like they're they're using that angle to try to get people to see it. Like people who don't like Trump are gonna be like, "Ooh, this is a fuck you to Trump." Oh, I bet it's gonna be great. And so they see this yeah. movie, and it's like you're a fucking idiot. It's just a marketing tool. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I just saying like, I there's things out there that are they're still coming out that's good, but then there's a lot of shit now. So I can understand for a lot of people being haters and you know crapping on films and whatnot because. 
that's just how it is. It's how the world works. The same thing with music. You know, we all have good things. We all have bad things. And uh, I love movies too. And I'm, I, I guess in a way I'm a snob. Not super much. There's a lot of things I like. I'm a bigger that you snob fucking, than you are. You no, know, no, you are. Because there's a lot of things I like. I'll find, I'll find something about a movie, like emojis. I, I know I'll fucking hate. Uh, I, I saw that movie. What Sasha's party? I fucking hated that movie. That movie was stupid. I saw the orgy scene online. Oh, God. Damn. And that was actually funny. But I heard that's the best scene of the movie. I but I, I've heard the the comedy was. You very, can fuck uh, with a kid. And make it think like, hey, this is one of those new DreamWorks or some of the movies. And you sit them down to watch this film. And they're just all fucking and cursing and all talking about doing drugs and shit. And you're just like. I've heard the humor is very on the nose. But to, to, for me, though, the point of doing that, I don't get it. Because, all right, you're putting an animated form. But, you know, like this kind of animation is all drawn for kids. So is it like saying, hey, we want ours too, but let's like have some I think adult it was themes just- in it. I haven't done my research on where this movie comes from, but I think it was the Judd Apatow kids, such as Seth Rogen, James Franco, all those guys. They're like, hey, wouldn't it be fun? Like, imagine getting stoned and eating a hot dog. It'd be like, hey, man, wouldn't it be funny if, like, <laughs> Dude, this hot dog talked? What if the grocery store items came to life, man, and they're all talking about fucking each other? Dude, like- you see this hot dog in this bun? <laughs> I'm going to make a fuck. <laughs> hey man, and then you got a like, good oh, movie that's idea. A great idea. <laughs> Let's do that. Hey, this, oh, the, now you sound like Yoda. You sound like Yoda now. Mm-hmm. Smoke weed, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I, preacher, good show. Watch it. Uh, this is the Geek Mosh Pit podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm Anthony. And on that note, folks, we will see you later. <laughs> <laughs>